0: back to That Wellness Podcast with Natalie Deering. I am really excited to be sitting here with my friend, Laura. Thank you so much, Laura, for being here with me. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. And I want to introduce Laura to you all in case you don't know who she is and what she does. Laura is a licensed marriage and family therapist. She is licensed in the states of Kentucky and Indiana, and she's in her own private practice in Louisville, Kentucky. She is an ordained minister. And she has experience helping people who have been harmed or excluded by churches. And she's also trained in the Gottman method. She's a levels one and two. And she uses this type of method in couples work, correct? Yes. Yeah. Couples therapy. Mm -hmm. And you also have your own podcast with your friend, Sarah, called the Bible Bitches Podcast.
1: Yes. Yes. Such a fun name. (laughs) It's so fun, yeah. It's uh, it's a podcast that's kind of at the intersection of feminism, uh, comedy, and religion. And we are both. Uh, we met in divinity school, and she's an agnostic, and I'm still uh, in the church. And so it's this kind of funny um, intersection there, and we cover a wide range of topics, from you know, sex, purity, culture uh politics, uh just wrote an episode on colonialism uh and evangelical legacy. So we, we tackle some tough topics and we tackle some funny topics, uh, but we try to do it with humor.
0: Yeah, I love listening to it. You all are hilarious. And I feel like I learn stuff. <laughs> like I learn <laughs> a lot. Right?
1: <laughs> right. It's it's always fun to learn something while you're laughing. <laughs>
0: exactly. Exactly (laughs) right. Yeah. So it's a great one. So definitely check it out. I'll put a link to the the podcast website on the show notes. And I wanted to share with listeners how I know you because we do know each other. We know each other through our mutual friend, Melissa Johnson, who is another IFS therapist that I know. She's in Louisville, Kentucky as well. And it's funny because I had been looking up on like uh, the online and psychology I was trying to find other IFS therapists in the Kentucky area. Cause you know, there's, there's not a whole big group of us, but there's mm-hmm. definitely some. And I came across her profile and I was just sitting with it. And I was like, oh yeah, I really want to contact her, but I, I didn't get around to it. And then she emailed me, which was so crazy. And she was like, Hey, I saw that you're, you know, a level, I think at the time I was a level one trained IFS therapist. And she was like, I just really wanted to connect. And I was like, how crazy is that? That like, I was literally about to contact her. She reached out to me first. We started talking, we got along great. And she was like, what if we were to meet once a month and have like a consultation group? I have this other person that I really love named Laura. And so then the three of us started meeting over zoom once a month, just to have like A nice opportunity to consult with each other and laugh and share. And I'm just so grateful for our time together.
1: Yeah, it's like a it's like the break room and shrinking, but virtual. (gasps) Yes.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's so great. Yes, you're so right. That's what I was saying with uh my friend Nick, who we reviewed the other two episodes before. We were talking about that, like, oh, we miss being in a great, you know, a break room together. And but yes, I love that you brought that up because that's exactly right. That's exactly how it feels. Yes, it's a virtual break room. Yes. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. So that's how we know each other. And so I guess we've been meeting once a month now for, has it been almost a year?
1: Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think it might be over a year at this point. I don't know. Somewhere yeah. somewhere around that. Yeah, Time is very wavy after COVID. I don't know. It's know. either been a day
0: or a year. <laughs> <laughs> Have we met once? I can't remember. Yes. <laughs> Has it been <laughs> once or 50 times? I don't I can't exactly. remember. <laughs> All right. Well, are we ready to get into episode five of Shrinking? Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. I absolutely love this show. So I'm excited. Yeah, me too. It's been so fun. And yeah, so let's get into it. So episode five starts with Jimmy going over to his neighbor Liz's house. It's early in the morning. I'm assuming it's on a weekday. And he had just had that conversation the night before with Gabby and Liz about their suspicions that his daughter, Alice, is liking his client, Sean, who's living there with him. And he had just overheard Alice saying that she thought Sean was beautiful. And she didn't realize that he had overheard her saying that. So now he's like, oh, no, she does like him. And so he runs over to Liz's house basically to tell her, you were right. Your suspicions were correct. And then Gabby is there still. So clearly they had <laughs> been drinking together that night. She's still in the clothes that she was in the night before. I, uh, I think they're a little hungover. And and so they're laughing and kind of gloating. And Jimmy's kind of annoyed and frustrated. And then he's like, basically calls Gabby out and is like, well, you're super late going to pick up Paul for work. And she's like, oh, no. <laughs> so She runs. <laughs> she runs off because she's got to go get ready. She's got to go get Paul for work. So we see that interaction.
1: And that's, I I think that's the first thing that really stuck out to me was the next, the, the next scene is Paul and he's on the phone with his daughter, Meg, and he's still wrestling with, he hasn't told her yet about his Parkinson's diagnosis. And he's saying, what can I get my grandson, you know, for his birthday? And she's kind of, she's, loading the groceries in the car and the kids Mm -hmm. in the car and like it's just it's a very she's very busy and he's like what can I get him for his birthday and she's like talking about a switch and he's like what's that can I just send money which is interesting right because he neglected Meg Mm -hmm. when she was a child and so it's this fraught relationship he wants this relationship but he doesn't uh have one with her really I mean it's kind of you know right working to rebuild it but he's kind of doing the same thing with the grandson you know yes. like uh, can i just send money versus really kind of wanting to know
0: what he's really into what,
1: yeah what is a switch let me be interested in that and yeah. i find that interesting because this is the show is really good at showing you know humanizing therapists mm-hmm. and that's a that's a classic example of where someone just kind of is like eh, uh, i'm just gonna yeah
0: that's a great point to bring up that it's we're seeing him, yeah, being with his grandson in a way that maybe could also be activating or annoying his daughter, like parts of her, if she's feeling like, wait, why are you all of a sudden so interested in him? Yeah. But you weren't interested in me.
1: Yeah. She's probably annoyed about that. And I would guess that she also is annoyed that he's like, can I just send money? Because that right. would be a repetition of how he was with her. Exactly. Like don't also, you know, ignore him or ignore his his wants. Right. Uh, Yeah. That's
0: a great thing. That's a great point. Yeah. And then we see, we see Sean, he's still living in Jimmy's place, which in itself is a whole thing (laughs) that we've talked about.
1: I just cringe every time. Like (laughs) he is, he is, Jimmy is just imploding.
0: (laughs) I know. Yeah. And so Sean and Jimmy's daughter, Alice, they're in the kitchen kind of being flirty. You know, he just got his new driver's license. She's telling him that his picture is so cute. And then Jimmy walks in, (laughs) you know, sees them being flirtatious. And, and then Alice's daughter is trying to get Jimmy into it as well. And basically kind of being like, oh yeah, tell Sean his picture is so cute. And of course, in Jimmy's style, he like takes it too far and, you know, (laughs) makes makes it, it weird, makes it weird. He makes it a little weird. And so then Alice is like, oh my gosh, you're so weird, dad. And so she walks off and then we see Sean is getting a text from his dad and we can see that parts of Sean are really confused because I guess like his dad had kicked him out of the house, but then he's also trying to be nice and inviting him to hang out. And Jimmy says, you know, you know, you should just stay mad at your dad for as long as you can. And Sean's like, really? And he's like, no. (laughs)
1: Which I think is so funny because that's a, you know, that would, that's a paradoxical injunction, right? Right. You know, kind of prescribing the behavior and.
0: Right. Uh, and he's like, really? I was like, no,
1: <laughs> no, I like but he just blows through it immediately. He doesn't sit with it. He's just like, I don't even have patience for my own <laughs> methods.
0: Right. Yes. It's just, yeah, it, it's so funny. <laughs> and, and then he brings up something too, which I could relate to where he's like, resent being resentful can feel good sometimes you know, mm. that there can be parts of us that want to maybe just wallow and relish in that feeling of resentment and yeah. acknowledging that. So, but they do well, it but- so beautifully in the show because it's just like a quick line, you know, yes. where he's like being resentful can feel really good. And they're just like, yep. And then they just cut to something else. I love
1: so, it. I love yeah. it's, it, it. It does feel like this show as much as they do some things that are cringy, you know, about blowing through ethics. It does feel like that. There must be I, either everyone on everyone on the writing staff must be have had a lot of therapy, or they have therapists <laughs> that they consult with. Yes, uh, because there are these little lines where you're like, that that's that's definitely therapeutic, or it sounds yeah like we would say <laughs> you know? yes.
0: Yeah. it, I would be so curious, yeah, to talk to one of the writers or one of the creators of the show because yeah, that's I think about that too. Where I'm like, how how do they know that? <laughs> <laughs> like, like yes, that is definitely something I would say, or is common within the therapy world. Of yes. so I'm sure they did their research. Yes, and so then we see Jimmy encouraging Sean to go see his dad, even though you can you can clearly see that Sean has conflicting parts within him that mm-hmm. do want to see his dad, but also don't. And Jimmy's kind of, I don't know. I feel like he's kind of crossing that line again of kind of giving advice. And Mm -hmm. kind of being like, yes, you need to go see your father instead Mm -hmm. of maybe, you know, spending the time with Sean to like get into like, okay, so what are these different parts within you? And let's, let's hear from those conflicting parts
1: well, you said he might be crossing the line. And then right after that, right, he says something like, grab the relationship by the balls. And <laughs> uh, and then stands in front of him making <laughs> a gesture. That's right.
0: <laughs> I forgot about that part.
1: And so it's like, when he crosses a line, he has trouble stopping. Uh, yes. I feel like if a therapist realizes that they're dancing up on a line, there has to be a like an acknowledgement of like, why am I doing this? What is what is the reason? Is this about my client? Is this about me? Is this counter transference? And I don't know that he has that in mind at all anymore. He's just yeah. doing things. And so he said <laughs> that and it calls that gets called out by his daughter again, and his client Sean being like, yeah, that's weird. You're being weird.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. I had forgotten about that part. I forgot to take note about that scene. <laughs>
1: write I write whatever they do things that make me uncomfortable or I find funny (laughs)
0: yeah (laughs) that's perfect so then this is a scene that I'm interested to hear your opinion on we see Gabby Mm -hmm. in her office in a couple session yes and it's a it seems to be like a male and a female
1: Mm
0: -hmm. and the the female partner is angry at her other partner because he quote unquote cheated on her but within a dream that she had so it didn't actually happen yes. and so we see that she's very distraught about what happened in the dream and gabby as the therapist sides with mark in okay. this one and mm-hmm. we can see mark kind of wanting to gloat and he says oh point for me and just and Gabby's She's like, like no points. There are no points. I don't what know where you, you all got this. this? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Stop with the points. <laughs> no one's winning in therapy. No. So I was curious to know as a couples therapist, because I mm-hmm. don't work with couples. I don't have mm-hmm. any experience with couples work in a therapy setting. Yeah. What came up for you, I guess, as a couples therapist in regards to maybe how Gabby handled that moment with yes. the dreams and the points and all of that. What are your thoughts?
1: Uh, first of all, I absolutely love Jessica Williams. Uh, she's, yeah, she's great. She's So funny. And I love her playful energy. I yes. think you have to be very playful. Uh, at least even if you're not expressing it, at least internally, if you're a couples therapist, because and so I jokingly tell my couples that I'm a little bit like a referee and what that does is it kind of sets up like, Oh, she's got this. If it gets a little heated and a lot, most times it isn't right. Most times it's at Actually, they're, they're really trying to respect each other and there's a lot of love there, but there are, there are times when you kind of have to be like, cut it out, you know, (laughs) and I love that, I love that she does that. And I'm, I'm very playful with my clients. So I like her, I like that her energy is like that. Um, Mm -hmm. There was a lot of people who kind of danced around an experiential method in my training. So that rubbed off on me. So I can be very playful. And, and, and use humor a lot with my clients. So when she's like, you know, where'd you get the point system? That's not a thing. You know, I would definitely say something like that. (laughs) Like this isn't, you know, it's not about, I I say a lot. I I know I have said a lot, you know, stop it. This isn't about winning. (laughs) Let's let's talk, let's talk about that. Why is it important? Why is winning important to you? Um, That's a question I have asked a lot. Uh, so yeah. I really, you know, it's done a little bit more humorously here, uh, but it, I almost uh, fell off the couch laughing at this <laughs> session because it's, it is an exaggerated kind of thing, but uh, it's very funny. And I think where it hits a really raw point is uh, that that's really good tension is when she's talking about, she's helping them through this and and talking about like, you know, how to get through this and then they're like, Oh, is that what you do with your spouse? And she's just gone through a divorce. Mm-hmm. And I, I know couple therapists who have, you know, gotten divorces. And I know that that must feel very, you know, th- where, where is this line where you're, yeah. you know, even if you, even, you know, or even if you're fighting with your spouse and then you come in and, you know, they're like, Oh, you must, you must have a great relationship. And you're like, yeah, and I'm human, you know, like right. it's something you 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 work at. And so she goes, Yeah, that's yeah, you Well, betcha. she said, Yeah, she says, You
0: betcha. <laughs> I and
1: mean, then she's in Paul's office consulting with him, which is exactly what you should do whenever you have a, mm-hmm. a something that goes weird and you feel weird about it. Uh this kind of counter transference that a, a therapist yeah. can can feel. And right, she's, you betcha, why did I say that? What is going on with me? Right. If so she's feeling her feelings about her divorce are, mm-hmm. they're kind of bleeding over into the session. And I thought that was a beautiful way of really showing what might be going on with a the therapist sometimes in the room and couples right. therapy where you might feel a little bit like a hypocrite
0: sometimes. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right. And cause I, I felt that too, when that client was like, Oh, so yeah. So is this how you talk to your, you know, your husband, like your spouse? And she just <laughs> immediately was just like, yep, you betcha. You know, yes. when clearly you can, we know the backstory of yes. what's going on, but as a therapist, sometimes it's not always the right moment or appropriate to share, like for yes. Gabby then to share with her clients, the truth about what's happening in her life, you know? Yeah. So we see that kind of conflict within herself. Yeah, as this role as a couples therapist. And then that's why she's consulting with, with Paul, right. Afterwards of like, Oh, I feel like parts of me feel bad or parts of me feel like a hypocrite or, you know, but it's also like, again, it's like what we share about us personally in session, we have to make sure that it is to the benefit of the client. Right. And so in that moment, it just might not have made sense for her to share maybe the full truth.
1: Yes. Which I do think I, I will say that marinating on this episode and the that I feel like she's the most professional one in the office because she's mm. still, she's still trying to play by these rules. Right. She's like,
0: yeah. I, feel weird.
1: I need to consult like, uh, you know, and that's, that's the right
0: thing to do. Right. Yeah. But
1: <laughs> the other, the guys in the office are, are not so bad. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they yeah they have other other ways of doing things. Yes. So then we see Jimmy's texting with his client, Grace. And if you all remember, she's the client that he told you have to leave your husband. Otherwise, I'm not going to be your therapist. <laughs> and he's also now found out that she's been lying this whole time, that she hasn't been living in Vancouver with her sister, that she's actually still in California with her husband. And so he's texting her frantically and she's not answering. And so then we see Jimmy all activated. He goes into Paul's office, office to consult. He wants to get advice about this client situation. And Paul, he makes a buzzer sound at Jimmy, which to me, I don't know. Parts of me are like, Oh, that is just, I don't know. I don't like that. I I don't think that's respectful or very nice. Uh, mm-hmm. And yeah, we can see then that Jimmy is like, okay, so we're just not going to talk at all anymore. And he's angry.
1: I just, I, and like, you know, I feel like as a systems thinker, right. Marriage and family therapists are very steeped in systems thinking. And it's like, this is, I I'm mad, I got really mad at Paul watching mm. this um, and who's just perfectly played by Harrison Ford, like he's, yeah. he's got the whole like curmudgeon thing down, but it's like, you don't, in that moment, he's so stubborn that he's not, give, J- Jimmy's flailing. I mean, he's, he needs, he needs more than anything. He needs more consultation time with a the therapist. He, need, he needs to be taking a break and not seeing clients right now because he has no idea what good boundaries are. And so the fact that his supervisor is refusing to talk to him about his clients is, you know, I I I know we've all considered like, at what point would we have reported Jimmy to the yes, board? Right. And now I'm like, Paul, you make <laughs> me want to report you to the board. Like you're, like, you're come on, stop it. So I'm, I'm I'm getting uh I'm getting, you know, I got really mad at him in that session. And so I'm like, is Gabby, the only grown up in the room, because she's (laughs) looking at the two of them like, what is happening?
0: (laughs) Which you bring that, isn't that funny though? Because then I feel like they give her a hard time, or Paul at least gives her a hard time for kind of like these childlike things that she has in her office. Like she loves bright colors and scrunchies and stickers and, you know, their offices appear to be that very traditional (laughs) <laughs> yes. You know, professional look uh-huh. to a therapy office and and it is funny that you that we're talking about this that she's actually probably the most professional one
1: oh, within the group, you know. Yeah, she's got this I feel like she 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 has completely integrated the parts of herself that are playful and yeah. she uses them and, and you know, I mean, I completely identify with that as someone who has you can see Star Trek paraphernalia behind me yes. and have- it there's a Jurassic park paraphernalia. So yeah, I, I identify with her a lot. And Mm -hmm. uh, so it is very weird. Sometimes whenever you're a very playful person and you look around and you're like, wait a minute, am I the most, most mature person in this room? Uh, And (laughs) she definitely is the most mature person in that room. Yeah.
0: Yep. She is. Isn't that interesting? So then they cut to a scene with Jimmy's friend, Brian and his partner in their kitchen. They're being really cute and lovey together. And, then that cuts to which I think this is so funny like Brian just shows up all the time like at this therapy office just unannounced walks into the break room um, and there's Jimmy and Gabby and he's talking about how he really wants to propose to his partner Charlie and their reaction is very flat and just nothingness and then we realize that Brian's actually wanted or has said that he has wanted to propose to Charlie multiple times, but he never does it. And so Jimmy and Gabby, they're like, "Eh, we're not getting excited for you because until you actually do it and we see the ring, then we're not going to waste our energy.
1: (laughs) I love it. Yeah. And I love that she's, you know, uh, I love that they're, they're both use humor just to play like they're not being their, their friend's therapist here. Like, Ryan. she even says it's, like, little, little baby, baby, <laughs> biatch <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> I, was, I just thought that was really funny that, that she is, you know, kind of chiding him and being funny with him. That she's not like, oh, I have to be your therapist here or anything. Yeah. It's just- I'm, I'm going to be my playful self with you.
0: Yeah. 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 I, I, but it, it always, it cracks me up just how often, and we'll see it more so in this episode and maybe the other episode too. Like how much is Brian just shows up? Like he just shows up to the therapy office and.
1: That's not a thing people do.
0: <laughs> it's not a thing people do. Okay. <laughs> you know, not, I
1: not know very often. I know he's, he functions as their attorney, but you would still call before you come because right. of confidentiality. So it's, yes. yeah. 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 For anyone who might be uh, looking at this and going, oh, like, that's great. That that doesn't happen.
0: (laughs) No, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. So then we see Sean has actually met up with his dad and I, I believe it's his younger brother and they're playing outside, throwing a ball around and Sean's dad gives him his framed military medals and we can very quickly see parts within Sean get triggered. And he's like, I got to get out of here. And he's like, I got to go. So he leaves, he walks off. And then we see him texting Alice while she's at school. And he's like, do you want to go take a walk? And so she asks a friend of hers to cover for her as she ditches a class. And they meet up to go for a walk. Um, Which I, I can't remember, have they said how old Alice is?
1: Cause they never show her,
0: is she? Cause they'd never show her driving. Like she's always being driven around by Liz.
1: I don't know why I had this in my head, but I want to say, I want to say that they have said that she's 17 because I have that in my head somewhere.
0: Okay. Yeah. So I definitely was
1: just, she's not 18.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. Cause she's yeah. in high school. She's yes. clearly in high school. Yes. And I, I just kept thinking, I was like, man, how old is she? Because Liz keeps picking her up and taking mm-hmm. her places. And I was like, well, is she even 16? But yeah. Uh, yeah. So maybe she's 17. And then we cut to Brian is now at the jewelry store looking at rings and he's all excited and then when it comes time to the for the the guy to be like, "So you ready to buy it?" He's like, "Nope, nope." And then <laughs> and he just walks up walks back out of the store. So he does not buy the engagement ring. <laughs> So much. <laughs> Yeah. But again, you could like see in that moment, like, oh, there's parts of him that are just so excited and really want to propose to Charlie. And then there are these parts that are like, nope, nope, we can't. <laughs> and, and he leaves without the ring. Yes. So then we see Paul in session with a client, which I feel like maybe this is the first time we see Paul in a so. session. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's a client that I believe is waking up now with like crippling anxiety symptoms. And Paul is asking his client if anything has changed that may have, you know, triggered this or activated these symptoms. And then we we don't see how the client responds, but then we see, um, Paul going into Gabby's office (laughs) before he walks in, I have to say parts of me love that they showed Gabby like on her computer, like looking at Chipotle's menu Yes. Because I'm like, oh my god, that's exactly like I've been on a Chipotle and Jimmy John's kick, where I'm either getting Chipotle or Jimmy's John's. Yes, <laughs> Jimmy's John's.
1: Jimmy's John's. She is the most relatable. I feel like that's she exactly is. that's what we do.
0: That's you know, if we have a break, what's what's Chipotle got going on? Like yeah, like do yes. I got time to go run to Chipotle or yes. can I have it you know delivered or you know? Exactly. Yeah. So she's looking at Chipotle's menu. Paul comes in clearly wanting to consult about his frustrations about what we find out is that, I guess, like the client's uh, prescriber for medicine had like randomly, I guess, changed his meds, which, you know, activated or maybe triggered these uh, other symptoms of anxiety. Uh, But the other thing that Paul says when he walks in is he sees Gabby's computer, which her laptop has a bunch of stickers, you know, like fun stickers (laughs) on the top. And he's like, oh, there's your child's computer. (laughs) All of its stickers. And it made me laugh because I do have I have one sticker. I have a sticker on my laptop and I have I have a number of other stickers, but a part of me is hesitant to put the other stickers on my laptop. Can you relate?
1: Oh, so much. My last computer had a ton of stickers on it. This one I didn't put them on there because I was like, maybe I need to be more mature. I have a ton of stickers. Uh, that I have not put on my laptop because of that, and so maybe, maybe I will. Uh, Isn't that because, funny? Yeah, because Gabby's owning owning her stuff, and I love uh-huh. it.
0: <laughs> I know she's got stickers all over her laptop, all over her water bottle, and he's also like, "What's up with the scrunchies? Like, the are yes. scrunchies like all yes, over like the the lamp." And she's like, "This stuff makes me happy." Right yeah. yeah you know, she's like, it makes me happy. And again, I just feel like it's just so funny because it's, it's, again, it's kind of like challenging these, these stereotypes of Mm -hmm. what a therapist should look like, what their office should be like, how they should be presenting themselves in their dress, you know? So I I thought that that Mm -hmm. was a very clever scene again. Very clever.
1: So clever. And I love where she, I love, so she realizes as he's confiding in her about this client, Uh, Because he's like talking about the med change and how he's kind of upset that this client must have had their medication changed. And she goes, Wait a minute, you're in here because you and Jimmy aren't talking. And she says, I'm not your sloppy second. (laughs) So, and I love this because she's refusing to get triangulated. She's like, Uh I'm not, you can't jump from him to me. And how much would it be so, you know, you've got, we all love Harrison Ford, right? Yeah. That is a very hard boundary to draw when Harrison Ford's in your office (laughs) being like, I want you know, I'm going to confide in you as a professional equal to kick him out. Mm -hmm. And she does. And it's very hard for her. Yeah,
0: I know. (laughs) You can see where she's like excited about it, but then she's also like, no, this is insulting. (laughs) You're only coming to me right now because you and Jimmy aren't talking. She's like, you've never come into my office to consult before ever. Yes yes yep. so and she's she wants like it to get be out for the right reasons yes, yes.
1: I love it <laughs> yep again the healthiest person in the office I know.
0: fascinating <laughs> I love yes. it so then we see oh gosh this scene I'm like oh Jimmy <laughs> it is ridiculous so he's frantically trying to get a hold of his client Grace right well now we see that Grace is a realtor and that he had contacted her under the name Kevin Lactade. <laughs> To or not laugh at that I know to try and trick her to meet him at a house that is being sold. Oh my gosh, so she's standing there all professional, ready to meet Kevin lactade, and then jimmy <laughs> Jimmy shows up. And she's like, oh, she can clearly she she's she's caught off guard because he was lying. He admits to lying and is very apologetic. And he's like, I, I promise. He's like, I don't have any judgment about the fact that you were lying to me. Like I was in the wrong. Can you please just come back as a client? And she's like, all right, well, is my same day and time available? And he's like, absolutely. And she's like, OK, all right, I'll come back. And yeah, he's all excited. And then he's like, all right, got to go. Bye. Oh wait, he does say he does tell her that he found out that I think Alice ditched class, and that's why he's got to go.
1: Yes, messy. So I mean, he's showing up as again Kevin Kevin Lactate, which I'm going to start using <laughs> that as my alias. Um, <laughs> but the idea of like hunting down a client—I mean, first of all, like he's worried about her safety, which is great, and mm-hmm. and he goes to conf- to him find in Paul. Which that is the time to do it when you're worried about your client's safety and they never discuss the safety issue. So then he, instead of calling an emergency contact on file, if he was worried for some reason, I don't know, that might be a step that you would talk about in consultation with another therapist. Right instead of that what you what he does is hunt her down like I just can't and yeah it's yeah. and then he tells her about his personal life uh mm-hmm. at, you know it's just it's inappropriate that anytime you're doing a a, a share you've really got to think about why you're doing that not yeah. after you've creepily hunted down your <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah so many no knows. so yeah so that was not a good call on Jimmy's end And then we see his daughter, Alice and Sean, that she has ditch class. They're walking outside and Sean's, you know, talking with her again about his confusion, about the different parts of him, about his dad. He feels uh, like his dad doesn't really know who he is. And then he sees this water tower and we can see within him maybe parts that maybe are a little bit impulsive And kind of like, all right, let's go climb this water tower. And Alice is like, nope, I'm going to stay right here, but you go for it if you think this is okay. He gets through the fence. He starts climbing up the really tall ladder and is hanging at one point, like just from his hands swinging on these rails of this water tower. And yeah, I think in that moment, you could see obviously parts in Alice that were really worried for him and scared but also parts within Sean that I just felt like it was like he was, he was carrying, he's carrying so much like Mm. he's carrying stuff from his past, but being in the military, which we'll learn more about later on. And then he's carrying these conflicting parts about his dad and his family. And then it's almost like, I feel like in IFS terms we saw maybe like this firefighter, more reactive part that was like, all right, here's something that like is going to be very distracting because it's going to be so activating with, adrenaline and I have to be really present in what I'm doing when I'm climbing up this ginormous ladder of this water tower and then hanging from these rails. Like you can't be thinking about other things when you're doing that. You are very present. And yeah, I just felt like that was a great example of how sometimes a part can kind of take over that is trying to distract us Yes. By creating this, this level of activation within of adrenaline.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, sh- she's completely freaked out. And yeah. she tells her dad and her dad, after her dad uh, confronts her about skipping class. And she says one of the funniest <laughs> lines in the whole show, which is uh, something along the lines of, I don't think you have any right to you know, come after me because just a few months ago I was cleaning your cocaine off a picture of (laughs) ma.
0: Yep. I know. I wrote that down too.
1: So funny. And he's like, uh, okay, fair point.
0: (laughs) Yep. He's like, all right, we're equal, all forgiven, you know? Right. We'll let it go.
1: We'll let it go. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, I, I, I think that was I think that was really funny because it was it kind of this is the one time she skips class. I think she has like a A plus or something. So it's just right. this really funny moment where she just gut checks her dad. <laughs>
0: yep. Yep. Yeah. yeah. That line with the cocaine on Mima or whatever. Yeah, like picture. He's like, Oh, yep. All right, good point. All right. <laughs> Keep getting good grades, you know. And then we see Gabby, Brian, and Liz. And they're taking a walk outside on the hiking trails and they're talking about Brian and the whole ring situation. And this is where Gabby brings up how she feels like Brian has this trauma informed avoidance, Mm -hmm. which I feel like this is where we start to see her starting to kind of psychoanalyze, right? Like her friend. And, and he's kind of like, well, what's up with that? And, and then he kind of starts to divorce shame Gabby. And so there's kind of this, yeah, awkward interaction between the two of them and and yeah we just see them kind of have this moment of just kind of addressing each other's stuff that they've got going on and then we see Sean hanging out in the hot tub at Jimmy's house and Jimmy confronts Sean about the whole water tower situation and this is where Sean opens up to Jimmy and he's like look like I felt pushed by you to see my dad so again yeah Jimmy did not address And I feel like the, the healthy way of all of Sean's parts that were feeling conflicted about it, he had just told him go do it. And then this is where Sean says, you know, maybe he shouldn't be his doctor anymore. And maybe he shouldn't be living at his house.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Sean is like, Hey, what did he say? You're going to, it's something you're, uh, it's going to be really effed up when you see me in the kitchen. Uh, (laughs) Oh yeah. When he was like,
0: that's what I'm not your doctor anymore. And then, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be really effed up when you see me in the kitchen. <laughs> and then he's like, yeah, maybe I should be living here. And it's that that whole exchange was so wild because it's I think Alice and now his patient Sean are calling him out on his BS that he's yes, entangled weights. Yes, yes, absolutely.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay, Sean speaking the truth. Yep. And Jimmy's like, getting defensive about it. So Yeah. And then we see Alice is with Paul. They're hanging out on their park bench as they do sometimes. And Alice is mad at Paul because he's refusing to talk to Jimmy as they normally do in their consultation. And she's kind of blaming Paul for now Sean wanting to move out. Mm -hmm. And uh, again, we just kind of see this interesting enmeshment of these relationships right within the show. And so then we see Brian. Brian. He, again, just shows up to Gabby's office, (laughs) just unannounced, just walked on in and he kind of walks in agreeing to be psychoanalyzed by her. And she admits that parts of her sometimes overstep with people that she really loves. And then he just, he sits on her couch and then he he just starts to share and she gets really excited. And uh, we see her running to the couch to sit next to him and she's ready to, she's kind of got like her therapist hat on ready to hear all the things that he wants to share with her about his past
1: yeah that was a very cute scene because yeah she apologizes and because she steps back he's able to actually confide in a friend and I think she takes it it, and she steps back and kind of confide like allows him to confide as a friend versus trying to like she sits on the couch with him versus sitting in the chair which I thought
0: yeah yeah that's a great observation right because if if that had been a client, she probably wasn't going to be sitting on the same couch. She'd be sitting in the other chair, but because exactly. yeah, it was a friend. That's a great observation. Yeah. Yeah. That's Again, sweet. healthiest person
1: in the, in the office. Yes. <laughs> Versus what's going on after Paul gets, gets, gets the what for uh, by Alice is that he stops by to have a beer with Sean. Yeah. So now Paul's getting pulled into the mm-hmm. overstepping. He, he comes by has a beer with Sean with Jimmy sitting right there. And it's it's a good exchange. It would be better if it was in an office, not over a beer. Um <laughs> where he tells he he confides, he overshares and confides about his Parkinson's. Mm-hmm. And now Sean is one of the few people that knows that confiding allows Sean to talk about essentially that he's ashamed at how he got the medals. Right. And um and that he doesn't view himself as a hero.
0: Yeah. And that scene, I think it's a beautiful one because we start to see parts of Sean feeling more, I think, safe with Mm -hmm. like, so again, it's like this interesting situation where yes, the whole, like the situation with like now Paul being there, they're not in a therapy office, they're in the pool house drinking beer, you (laughs) know, and he's sharing about his own struggles with his daughter and his, in his health with Parkinson's. But we also see that with that sharing, like it almost helped Sean and his parts feel safer, I feel like, to then open up and share about the parts of him that have been, yeah, shaming his actions, you know, from his experiences being in the military, being overseas. And we see Jimmy getting annoyed (laughs) it's like he's like he's like appreciative that Sean is sharing but then he's also like what the heck like why I've been asking you to share with me this whole time and then Paul walks in and uh, I love that line where Sean's like yeah he's a way better therapist than you and Jimmy's like yeah no kidding like (laughs) yeah (laughs) I thought that was funny so funny and so then it also cuts to back to Gabby's office and we see Brian and Gabby talking and Brian sharing about his struggles about being a gay man in Texas and like having religious parents and how there's a part within him that doesn't take on big risks so as to never get hurt. And I thought that was a great, a great tie in to seeing that inner conflict within Brian about buying the ring. Because yes. if he doesn't buy the ring and he doesn't propose and he doesn't get married, then there's the potential for him to not get as hurt.
1: Hence why he says everything goes my way because he's not risking anything. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I thought that, that was like,
1: really good. And she stepped back and let him talk. And that's how he was able to get his own insight.
0: Yeah. Loved it. So great. Which
1: is not what's happening with cl- Jimmy, with his clients, because he's just trying to fix it versus mm. letting them process.
0: Yes. Totally right. Kind
1: of Disempowering his clients, really.
0: Absolutely. And then at the end, we see like, after, you know, it was Paul and Jimmy and Sean talking in the pool house and Sean opening up and sharing. And oh, one thing that I thought Paul said that I took note of was, you know, when Sean was saying, like, I hate myself every time I think about the past. And, and Paul's like, you got to do the work. Mm. You got to do the work. And I felt like that was and I find this too. And I'm sure you can resonate as a therapist. I feel like sometimes I, I will say something to a client. I'm needing to hear it. Mm. You know, it's mm-hmm. like the client also would benefit from hearing it, but then it's like, it's speaking to also parts of me Yes. that need to hear it. And then it's like, after the fact, or even in that moment, after I say something, I have this like, oh my gosh. Yes yes, I needed to hear that too. Like parts of me really needed to hear that too. And I felt like we see, we see that in Paul then, because then we see him calling his daughter and telling her about his Parkinson's.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a lovely insight into how our continual work with our clients, um, can also change us Mm -hmm. in ways that are positive. So that it's, you know, just because we hold really good, you know, well, not in this case, uh, but just because <laughs> we might hold really good boundaries doesn't mean we're not, you know, affected in really positive ways, but from our clients.
0: So, right. Yeah. It's a beautiful scene. Mm-hmm. So that's the end of episode five. And then we get into episode number six. My favorite. <laughs> there we go. Yes. Yeah, this, this is a big one. This is a big this episode. A big yeah. <laughs> so it starts off with Sean is in Jimmy's office, his therapy office, And he starts to talk about his experiences with flashbacks, as we call them in psychology, where basically with certain sounds and certain smells, it brings him right back to those past experiences where, you know, he starts talking about, he's like, I was there hurting these people. Mm -hmm. And this is as an IFS therapist, I love this part where Jimmy starts saying, you know, your brain, your brain is full with a whole boardroom full of assholes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Which yes. I don't necessarily agree with the asshole, you know, term or language for this. But basically what he's saying is he's like, we have all these different parts within us. Mm-hmm. And if you you can view it as like a boardroom. And I use that as a visual example with myself and with my clients sometimes to kind of help with that that unblending and that connecting with our various parts of like invite them at this table with you. Like if you're at a conference room to help see. And Jimmy's like, you've got the judge, you've got the critic. He's like, you probably have the part within you that says eat more hot wings, even though you just ate a whole big thing of hot wings, you know? And I just really, I, as an IFS therapist, I appreciated that scene of him kind of addressing that, like, yeah, you're going to have all these different parts within you that feel various ways about things from the past. And let's hang out in that boardroom you know, with these parts.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like, I feel like the, the language he uses there, um, might, might be an example of taking on like what your client, the terms your clients would use, um, you know, taking on the language of them. And, and so, yeah, not therapeutic language. I'm curious if that's the language that Sean is that what he would use to right. say? Is it is it a boardroom of assholes? Um, yeah, right. But yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, I, I again, Jimmy crossing the line. The next cut scene: Sean's in the break room. Yes, I guess they're gonna order hot wings. I don't know, but <laughs> I don't know. He's, he's in the break room, and then Paul comes in and shares an update about telling his daughter about Parkinson's. And I'm like, is Sean on staff now? Like, what right. is happening?
0: Yeah that's exactly what I wrote down. I was like, wait, okay, now we're taking it a step further. It's not enough that he lives in Jimmy's house. Now he's in the break room, which, oh, you know, it's like, not to say that the break rooms is forbidden place, but mm-hmm. at the same time, it is a space, especially like in a therapy office where a therapist can be in there and like, you know, just not be a therapist. They can put that therapist part in their office and then they can be in the break room to consult or joke around or eat their food, you know, call, have a personal call, you know, and now there's Sean, (laughs) he's just chilling in there with Jimmy and Paul hanging out. And it was just like, Oh, okay. You know, that's all right. They're going there now. Yeah, And, uh, yeah, then Paul comes in, like you said, shares what he shares about that he you know, told his daughter. And then Paul's he says, you know, you got to face the pain because it'll come back and get you when you least expect it. But he's looking at Jimmy as he's saying this, but he's claiming that he's saying it to Sean. But yes. clearly we can see that he's like looking at Jimmy being like, you've got to face your pain of grief. Yes. Yeah.
1: So they're having a therapist consult in front of a client. Yeah.
0: Cringe. <laughs> 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 oh, I know. And then we cut to Gabby, and she's in her bedroom. She's with a male partner, and you can tell that, like, he's trying to be intimate with her. I think it's in the morning, and she's feeling very awkward. She snorts, she giggles, and she then is just like sticks out her hand and says, All right, thank you so much, and just like shakes his hand so awkwardly. I love that. Yeah. And you can tell that she's just very frustrated that she can't basically get turned on and that this is something that maybe this is a new experience for her, maybe since after divorcing her husband.
1: Yeah. And she and yeah, she's clearly got some more kind of maybe grieving to do. right
0: so I I believe she's I didn't write this down but isn't she she calls Liz right and she's like talking to Liz about this yeah
1: yes she's confiding in her about it and you know Liz Liz is being this playful listening ear to her
0: yeah and Liz really appreciates her confiding in her about about this the struggle that she's having and then we see (laughs) a scene (laughs) with (laughs) Uh, So Liz is in the car, I guess, waiting to pick up Alice, but Alice has been hanging out with Paul. So Alice and Paul walk up and uh, Liz, Liz gives Paul some weed gummies for his (laughs) tremors. Mm -hmm. And they make a point to tell him, like, do not drink alcohol before Mm -hmm. you eat one of these gummies. Mm -hmm. And um, I felt like that was some foreshadowing.
1: Absolutely. You know, (laughs) I was like, oh man, I really hope we're gonna see Harrison Ford. Oh yeah, and we do,
0: and we do, yes, we do. And so then we're back at the break room, but now Brian's in there. So (laughs) there's Brian in there with the whole party in the break room. (laughs) I know, party in the break room always. So it's Brian, Jimmy, and Gabby, and he's finally bought the ring. So he she pulls out the ring. They're both so excited. And he's like, but I want to host an engagement party where I can propose to his partner as a surprise, but he wants to do it at Jimmy's house. And we can see that like Jimmy has parts that are really hesitant about that. He hasn't had a party, I think, since his wife passed, but we ultimately see that he does agree to do it after he talks to his daughter, Alice, about it. She's really excited about the idea of a party again. So he agrees. (laughs) And I thought this was really funny, just this quick little scene where then now we're already at the night of the party and it's before like people are really getting there. And Brian tells Jimmy that he told his partner, Charlie, that it's a party for Jimmy because he won therapist of the year. (laughs) Jimmy's like, how would you even judge something like that? And I thought that was hilarious because it's like, you're right. How would you judge something like that?
1: Like there's no way, yeah, it's all it's all confidential and private. So how would anyone know who the best therapist is? <laughs> <laughs> but the cuter part is that Charlie believes it.
0: I know. He's like, Yeah,
1: sure, he got therapist of the year. That's yeah.
0: I know. <laughs> so Which sweet. I guess if you would have if you would have called or texted and been like, I want therapist of the year, I'd be like, That's freaking great. Let's have a party, <laughs> you know? But right. I but I also feel like parts of me would be like, but how? The how <laughs> How would that be judged? I don't know. I'm just curious. (laughs) So, yeah, so the party's happening. People are about to show up. Brian's nervous. Clearly, there's a moment where he's like, wait, should we postpone? Should we cancel? And Jimmy's like, no, it's okay. You got this. We're going to make it work. And we can see that Brian's got this whole idea that he wants, you know, once Charlie arrives He wants Jimmy to go to the piano and play a song. And then Brian will sing and then propose. So we see that plan. And then it cuts to Alice in her room doing that 15 minutes to grieve technique that Paul had explained to her, which, yeah, I think it's a cool technique. I think it's something that makes sense. And so we see her crying to a sad, intense song. And then the timer goes off and she stops. And then Sean walks in. So he's still living there we see that he did <laughs> not move out he's still there and we see that parts of him are hesitant to go to the party because he has this fear of judgment you know at a party people ask how you doing what you up to and he's like what am i going to say oh i'm living in my therapist's pool house and <laughs> i can't i can't move in with my family again cuz i have anger you know from my yeah. military experience he's like i don't want to have these conversations but Alice, you know, she basically says, like, I got your back. If someone starts to ask anything that's uncomfortable for you, I'll just bring up something random.
1: Which is really funny because I know, like, I know how that plays out. And just the, just like, that's, they're, they're such a good team, Mm -hmm. in that regard because she's, she's, you know, she does, she's able to do that in her very funny teenage way. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's very sweet. Mm -hmm. And then we see the neighbors, Liz and Derek, which again, Derek, I feel like his role in this show is so random. He has the funniest one-liners and just randomness, but they, they show up early and I guess he has his little stick that he says. I didn't write it down, but it's like, oh, we had to beat the traffic when they live right next door.
1: Next door. Yeah. It's these day he has these like insane dad jokes that yes. he tells all and it's very funny.
0: <laughs> yes. You can yeah. see that Liz is annoyed because then yes. you know she's like, you say this every time. And he's like, no, I don't. But then they cut to a memory where basically I it's another party at Jimmy's house. And we see the same entrance situation where Derek says the same line, but here's Jimmy's wife who's passed away, but clearly it's from the, it's a past memory where she's still alive. She's standing there and you can see Jimmy trying to hold her hand and she pulls away from him. And so you can start to see like, oh, interesting. What was that about? There's something, there was something going on there. Some awkwardness. And that's all that we see in that memory. And then it cuts to Paul. He's at his place. He's clearly been drinking lots of wine, listening to some music, trying to relax. I don't know. And then he keeps getting these text messages from his daughter, Meg, and it's stressing him out because she's flying there. She's like, all right, I've got all these things planned for your doctor's visits and all of that. And he goes over to the can of the weed gummies and just starts eating all of these gummies. Mm-hmm. after drinking wine and you're just like oh no this is gonna be bad
1: right it's like yeah and I noticed as I, I, was, I was just watching this episode there were parts of me that were like yes like <laughs> I, will, I want to see Harrison <laughs> Ford unhinged yes. and then parts of me were just
0: like oh no you know? <laughs> like, yeah just,
1: like oh like, this is keep... yes <laughs> was go well.
0: oh yeah so <laughs> Then we see it's back at the party at Jimmy's house. Jimmy's talking to guests and, uh, you know, they just kind of cut to these various scenes where all these different people at the party and couples are basically bringing up Tia, his wife that has passed and how they keep saying, you all were such a great couple. You were great together. You know, uh, kind of this reinforcing of, Oh yeah, you all were so good together. And we now start to see that maybe there was something going on that Mm -hmm. maybe other people didn't know about. And so Jimmy's feeling uncomfortable. He's drinking a lot of alcohol. Mm -hmm. And we also see Gabby, you know, talking with some of the other guests and they're asking her about her marriage. And then she's going to, she's having to have these conversations with them about, oh, we, we got a divorce and, you know, the kind of the awkwardness of people at a party being like, oh, oh no, you know? And then it's like, okay, yep. And so then she's drinking a good amount of alcohol as well and they meet up at
1: the bar for more yes,
0: tequila. <laughs> Jimmy and Gabby meet up at the bar in the house and yeah, <laughs> drinking lots of tequila. And Then we see Paul arrive. Yes. Paul <laughs> arrives at the house at the party. He, it's dark outside, but he's got his sunglasses on. He's clearly confused, paranoid. He looks at Liz who gave him the weed gummies and he's like, "She tried to kill me." <laughs>
1: Yes. And so Liz is like, Oh, I got it. Like Liz goes into sort of, you know, I got to manage the situation. She's saying, like, I wasn't trying to kill you. You're going to be okay. Right.
0: It's all right. You know, let's go sit down.
1: Yes. And uh, he yeah, takes the sunglasses off and he goes, Oh, that's better. Yeah. <laughs> he,
0: he I need a saying, popsicle.
1: <laughs> I need a popsicle. She sends Derek over to get a popsicle. He's I love that he's under the impression that Derek is a waiter.
0: Right. Um,
1: it's just so funny uh, yeah. the, the way that they both play this um, as her kind of caretaking for him and him just being unhinged. Yes.
0: Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And <laughs> he's like, who is that? And she's like, it's the waiter. It's the <laughs> waiter.
1: And then he says something like the waiter's is a word. I'm going to try to keep your podcast clean. I know. it. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you know. Sometimes it's okay. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> we're just. Oh, we've only we've only been quoting the show. So <laughs> yes,
0: that's right. Quoting. Um,
1: yes, I love that. Also, uh, he keeps chewing on his tie, and she's like, "No, no, we've talked about the tie a lot." You yeah,
0: know. we don't chew on the tie. It's not food. Yes. And he's like, "Well, I need something crunchy and cheesy," and so yes, he gets yes. some Doritos. Yeah, and then we see this other guy show up. I think his name's Ben, but he's a friend of Jimmy's and he arrives with the, the female sex worker that's from the very first episode when he's in, when they're in the pool and it's like 3 AM and basically, you know, (laughs) it's this awkward moment where clearly Jimmy knows who she is. She knows who Jimmy is, but they're trying to play it off. Like they've never, never met before. (laughs) And, uh, and then there's this other memory that happens where we see, So Ben and I guess his then wife were at another party at Jimmy's house and they're saying, you know, I bet you issues don't happen when you have a therapist in the family. And Jimmy's wife says, well, you'd be surprised and kind of has this really awkward moment where, yeah, just kind of calls that out of like, well, no, you'd be surprised. And uh, so, again, we see. We get a little taste of something that was yeah. happening between them.
1: And it's kind of showing that the grief is complex, right? There might be, it's not, it's not just, I'm sad. This person has passed, which that's a huge bit of it, but it sounds like there's also some questions he has to work out about what the relationship was like. Right. Exactly.
0: Yeah. So yeah, Paul is super high. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's doing his thing on the couch. He's wanting popsicles. He's, wanting Doritos and I thought this was interesting this moment where he's talking to Brian and he's like you're doing emotional blackmail by proposing to Charlie in front of all these people and Brian's like what (laughs) and and Liz is like yeah you're right it is emotional blackmail because he was saying Paul was bringing that up in regards to I think parts of him feel like he's emotionally blackmailing his daughter Meg because he's telling her that he has this Parkinson's, you know, diagnosis, and now she's making time for him. He's yeah. feeling
1: really bad. Yeah. Whereas Liz is like, "Look, this is love," you know, and she demonstrates it by, oh, oh my gosh, he to her son, where she's feeling really sad, and I need you to call me right now. And he does And She declines the call, and she's oh. like, "See, I put in the work. Like,
0: they better call me." <laughs> that moment, I was like, "Oh, that is so mean." <laughs> So mean. so mean, oh so yeah, so confusing. You know, yes. to that poor son where he's yes. like, oh, yes, let me help you, mom. And then she's like, reject. Oh yes, so bad. Yeah. And so then we see Jimmy. He's pretty drunk, but he's confronting his daughter Alice in the kitchen because he sees her drinking, and she's with Sean. And he kind of embarrasses her in this moment where he basically says, "You're like, I know you're trying to look cool in front of Sean." She's embarrassed. She runs upstairs. Sean follows her and then we see Gabby walk into the kitchen with Jimmy and Jimmy lets Gabby know that, you know, him and Tia were fighting a lot before she died that Tia was really upset with him about, Oh, I think that this is when they like cut to another memory. Right. And it's like Jimmy and Tia in the bedroom together after a party, after I guess that party. And she was like, you know, you're obsessed with your work. And Jimmy, then is saying to Gabby that he feels like a fraud as he's talking with all these guests at the party saying that they were this perfect couple. And he's like, I really feel like Tia wanted to leave me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And Gabby lets him know that she, cause Gabby and Tia were really good friends. Apparently they talked about everything with each other and she's like, no, Tia did not want to leave you. She never said anything like that to me you know, she really loved you. And Jimmy's like, we'll prove it. And she's like, I, I don't know how I could prove that, you know? And he's like, well, exactly. So, yeah, again, it was just kind of like you're saying this moment of seeing this complicated parts within Jimmy about like missing his wife, but also having these doubts, you know, yeah. about what was the status what, of their. What am
1: I, yeah. What am yeah. I grieving? Essentially. Right.
0: So then we see Alice, she's upset in her bedroom. Sean goes up there to console her. And this is kind of like a quick scene. And then it jumps back to the party. And Charlie finally shows up. And Brian forces a very, very drunk Jimmy to go play the piano while Brian starts to sing a song. Everyone's there in the room watching. Oh gosh, I just, I was waiting for this to happen. And then it did. And I was like, oh. Jimmy just starts vomiting everywhere. And the the
1: lead up to it is so funny because he's playing very slowly. (laughs) He joins it. I love the part where he's like, you know, (laughs) he's just like really going in like, you are so beautiful. Like he's just being... (laughs) unhinged and yeah and then it just keeps it's very SNL like right yes it it keeps happening and it's yes so dramatic and so funny
0: oh so gross so gross gross. and so (laughs) that happens you know of course Brian freaks out and we see him now very upset he's kind of pacing in the backyard area and Charlie comes out, you know, to, to be with him. And, you know, as Brian's like freaking out about like, oh, this was supposed to be like this beautiful engagement. And Charlie was like, what, like, you're going to propose to me. And so then he says, yes, I will marry you. And then it's this beautiful moment.
1: He still thinks it's a therapist at the year party.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And so it's this beautiful moment, you know, Charlie gets his ring on. And then all of a sudden we hear Paul just creepily standing behind Charlie eating his Doritos. And he's like, he's like, put it on, like, you know, (laughs) put on the ring. (laughs) And then he actually gives some beautiful advice. Paul does. He says, here's some advice. He's like, stay open. If your defenses go up. I'm going to quote here. So I'm going to say an F word, but he says, if your defenses go up, you're fucked. Yeah. And he's like, two vulnerable people. If you're vulnerable with each other, you'll always find a way to connect. And I just thought that was Lovely. so beautiful. And then Aww. they did a group hug. It was so cute. <laughs> it was very cute. And it was, again, so true. Right. Yeah. You know, love it. That's it's... great advice. Well, then they cut to back to Alice's bedroom. And, you know, Sean's trying to comfort her. And they're, again, just hanging out. But Alice, I think, I don't know if you would say she misinterprets it or not. I don't know, but I guess parts of her are feeling like she wants to connect with Sean in a physical way. So she gets up and tries to kiss him and he immediately pushes her away, rejects that. And he says, you're just a kid. And that clearly makes her feel uncomfortable. It makes him feel uncomfortable. He walks out, he leaves. She's clearly embarrassed and upset and awkward.
1: It's it's so I feel so sad for her in that scene like it's yeah I know know, I feel like I feel like Sean's you know used this as a sibling relationship and which is good that's appropriate Um, right as appropriate as it can be for a client living him being a client yeah yes but but (laughs) as as a man who's you know five maybe five ish years older than her that this is this is the right call Um, right
0: Yeah. yeah yeah definitely the right call. Yeah. Well, then we go to Jimmy is now in his bedroom. He's taken a shower and a bath. As he (laughs) said, he took both a shower and a bath. (laughs) This is after he's, you know, had his experience vomiting all over the piano and the party's still going on, but he's been upstairs for like an hour, you know, sobering up, cleaning up. And Gabby comes into the bedroom with him and she's like, I do have proof that Tia was still in love with you. And she pulls up her phone, this picture of I think she said it was for her Gabby's birthday party or something. And I guess Jimmy was maybe giving a toast, and Tia was standing right next to him. And Tia, she has this loving look, you know, as she's looking at her husband, Jimmy. And she's like, that look right there tells me that she was still deeply in love with you. And then, you know, they're in this nice, beautiful moment with each other, Jimmy and Gabby, and they hug each other. It's a very, you know, sweet moment. And then all of a sudden, they start making out. Yes. (laughs) Dun, dun, dun.
1: (laughs) Which is again, like, oh no, they're coworkers. And yeah, yeah. you're going to feel it. But also I think it gives Gabby, uh, Gabby until now, right, has been the healthiest person in the office. She probably, she still is. But but it allows her to be, to mess up um, as well. And Mm -hmm. I like that because she's not, she, She's not having to be, it doesn't fall into a trope of the woman in the office has to be perfect, especially a black woman, right? And the office has to be perfect um, or the, you know, sort of, it's not falling into any tropes like that. She can be completely human and have this moment that makes sense. She's going through a divorce. She's feeling vulnerable. She's feeling like she may never get back out there again. And then she's, you know, I guess confiding in someone who feels safe to her. And, and then it turns, you know, romantic or sexual. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. So that's how, that's how that episode ends. Yes. It's a a cliffhanger.
1: It's definitely like, oh, there's going to be a lot to clean up in the next episode. I remember thinking the end of the, I have, I have now watched ahead, but I, that's the thought that, uh, that's the thought that I had at the end of this episode was Mm -hmm. there's going to be a lot to clean up.
0: Yeah. I haven't watched ahead. I'm really trying to like stay on track with like, as I'm doing these. So I don't have anything in my mind that, you know, that I know of that's ahead. So I don't know what happens yet, but I will soon find out, but, but yeah.
1: Yeah. It's funny and good. And you know, like I, this show is the show is really, I think it's really show this show is really good at humanizing therapists. Yes. Um, it's definitely not, there are moments of little pearls of wisdom in there, but it's definitely not a um, what to do. Right. So, uh, yes. for <laughs> correct. <laughs> I, do, yeah. I do like that. We're in an era though, of, of therapists being put in more situations and it's being done well. So this kind of yeah. shows a therapist, what, you know, kind of what not to do. I, I don't know if you've seen the patient with Steve Carell. Um, oh yes. Where, yeah. Where, um, you know, there's essentially a, a serial killer. Yes. In that. I didn't therapist. get to see
0: all of it, but I saw like the first couple episodes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of a, a worst nightmare scenario. Right. And yeah, would, you know, probably never happened, but uh, it's, it's, it's a very interesting situation about a therapist being put in extreme duress and, and that show is very well done as well. Like it definitely, they, they also must've had their like writers who were therapists Yeah, like helping, helping with the show. Um, I just, it's very refreshing because I feel like up until now, most of the portrayals of therapists we've seen have just been really wrong or messy or just a, yeah. completely portrayed incorrectly. I don't know.
0: And then there was that other show. I don't know if you watched it. The was it called the patient next door? Or the doctor next door. It was the one with Will Ferrell. It was a true story.
1: I read that... the, or I listened to the podcast that it was based on and that was horrifying where the, yeah
0: and that footage. was a true story where yeah, it was this, oh for a year I mean like for like 25 or 30 years something ridiculous like and but you know that's what makes an entertaining yeah and enter something entertaining right like yeah. when it doesn't go the way it's supposed to so of course right. they made a show about that because again yes. it's entertaining and it's entertaining. juicy you know yes. and it's and it's messy but yeah I I it is it's interesting just how media there's so many different ways they have portrayed therapists and therapy right. and and there are different ways it can look you know, and yeah. there's different modalities and different ways that therapists can invite healing and insight and so yeah that's where i've I've enjoyed going over the show shrinking because, like you said, I feel like there are these beautiful gems in there, and then there's these. Other super unethical <laughs> things that you're just like, oh no, I know that's not right, <laughs> you know, yeah. or like that's unethical for sure, and you could lose your license for that. And
1: every time something like that happens, my so I watch this show with my spouse, my husband, and he's like, oh, do you do that with your client? <laughs> you <know? laughs> do you have a beer with your client? Like, no, <laughs> like, <laughs> he just no. he loves to <laughs> he loves to like you know poke me with. with yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. I watch it with my husband too. And he's always like, well, that's interesting. (laughs) And I always, I always make a point to like, let him know as we're watching it, like that's not allowed. (laughs) That's not okay. And he's like, oh, okay. Yeah. I figured, (laughs) (laughs) but for the story, it makes it a very interesting story.
1: Absolutely.
0: Well, thank you so much, Laura, for sitting here and going over these episodes. It was a lot of fun.
1: Oh, absolutely. Thanks for having me. This was a blast. And I'm, I I love that it turned out that we picked my favorite episode. I lo- I love the the messy one where, you know, the messy ones where everyone's kind of uh, in IFS language, they're firefighters are just yeah. taken over.
0: Firefighters <laughs> everywhere. <another>. Yep. Yes. <laughs> and so before we wrap it up, where can people find you if they're interested in maybe working with you?
1: Yeah. Um, my website is barclaytherapy.com. You can also find me on therapy den. Um, that's uh, for, for therapy for the podcast. Uh, you can find Bible bitches, um, on, uh, Apple soundcloud essentially anywhere you, um, find podcasts.
0: Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. It's a great podcast. It's so fun. And yes, thank you so much and I'd love to have you on to just kind of talk with you about what you specialize in and all of that so maybe we can get that scheduled later on in the future all right wonderful of course yes thank you all right everyone we will talk to you next time